this is Valerie Aiello, and you're listening to Idea Diary. Thanks for coming back to my office and hanging out. So today I went down kind of a rabbit hole of does it matter if your company even makes a profit anymore? So I was starting to research all the companies that don't make a profit yet, yet people talk about them, you know, they're huge giant companies and they have IPOs and all that stuff and investors and all the things. So I was starting to just research some companies to kind of see like how long did it take them from starting to taking investor money to actually turning a profit. What I've what I've come to like kind of understand is before the dot com bubble Usually you had to be making a profit if you got an IPO. After the dot-com bubble and all the different companies, people weren't necessarily caring if you made a profit now. They were kind of betting on if you would make a profit in the future. Now we're getting into some companies that are, you know, over 20 years old and still not making a profit. And I'm not sure what when it's worth it to just hold on to possibilities of possibly making money one day and I guess maybe if you have a bunch of money to to lose and you don't really it's kind of worth the gamble maybe then it's just worth it to sit on it and to wait and see from what I understand is if you have a stock you're really just paper rich because you can't spend it unless you sell that stock and get the money so that's kind of I guess that's kind of interesting if you're a person that actually wants to make money and needs cash flow. For example, if you own a building or a house and you collect the rent, after you pay all the insurance and the taxes and whatever it needs to keep the property maintenance, you get to keep that leftover money as cash flow, as profit. So when you're investing in businesses and there's never any paid dividends because there's never actually any profit who actually benefits when you're going into this long-term investing thing where it's like 20 years later you're still not getting any money back and I'm still trying to understand it all I'm still doing a little research but I did just I did just find this all very interesting just as I'm researching for something but I was thinking, well, if you're a company and you're not making a profit, so for example, Netflix started in 1997. They didn't get a profit until 2003, six years, which is not bad. Amazon started in 1995. They had a little profit for the first time in 2001, but I don't think it it mattered because of the amount of money they spend on every single project they create. And in 2017, they finally made a profit that was maybe something to talk about. And in 2020, they have doubled their profits. So I think that's the first time that's happened. But I still don't really know if it's profit high enough to even... I guess it's something. So it's not that it's not valuable, but... You know, it's still pretty low profits compared to how gigantic the company is. So Uber started in 2009, and they might make a profit 2021. So Uber obviously is very famous. 
world famous. And then they have Uber Eats, and they bought the bike, the, you know, the bike company that you could rent bikes in the city. They have helicopters that they're working on, and obviously the normal cars with the drivers, but they're also putting a lot of money in autonomous vehicles, which they're building their own autonomous vehicle instead of, I don't know, working with Tesla later. I don't, you know, there's a lot to Uber, and apparently a lot of drama. It's interesting to try to understand, oh, I'm going to start a company and I'm going to keep just forever starting new projects and trying to get into new industries and new things. So I'm never actually making money. I'm just existing by using investor money, by constantly building. I don't know. I'm trying to get this all straight in my mind. So Tesla from 2003 when they started to, I guess, 2013, they did make a small profit, but it was 2019 that was the turning point where they are making profits, and now looks like it's getting even better for 2020. Zillow started in 2004 and has no hope of making a profit, or they have no plan. They don't know how to make a profit. Pinterest was 2009 to two. 2019 that took them 10 years to make a profit but I don't even know if it is a big profit yet but see that's what it's hard to figure out unless I go and look at every single quarterly report for every single company it's kind of really hard to figure all this out of you know the real story also it was hard to kind of figure out when I was looking at different businesses when people are writing articles I'm having to like look at the date that the article was written because they're not they're writing that article based on today. These are the, this is the current thing that's happening today. And they're not really saying the full dates. They're kind of just saying May and June and December. And they're not really, I don't know. It's like hard to kind of dig into what's really happening because with every article, I have to check the date of when it was written and then figure out if there's a new article that has the newer information. And so with the SEO of how everything works, it's pretty hard to like find every single up-to-date real information of what's happening so a lot of this is old information but I'm just trying to get like a ballpark idea of what's happening so Airbnb 2008 couldn't figure out which year they did make a profit they did but now they are not in profit Blue Apron 2012 started they have no profits that I could find maybe they have since then but it's just interesting Pretty well-known company, no profits. Dropbox started in 2017. They hope to make profit in 2021. Peloton, which was interesting to me because we're not just talking about tech startups. This is like a physical thing that ships, that gets made and is shipped. So Peloton started in 2012, and they hope to make a profit in 2023. And that's just hope. It's kind of making me think a little bit differently on building companies and just kind of how long are you willing to gamble for future profits? I'm not a, I've never been big on the idea of taking investor money when you don't really know for sure if that business idea is really going to work. And if you lose someone's money, does the the guilt that you might feel inside by losing someone's money, I just feel like that's too much to bear for me personally. Maybe if you just thought of a business in a way that 
it doesn't necessarily have to make a profit. Maybe it can just be valuable. People want it. You're putting it at the lowest price possible and everyone gets paid. The service is great or the product is great. And it's just that everyone gets paychecks. And that's kind of the investment part is that you're investing in people in a good product. The importance of profit might actually be disappearing in this kind of shift since the internet started and all these tech companies started. And also be aware that some businesses might just be building forever because that's how they really make money is by talking people into the next big idea. So just kind of being aware of that. And if you really want to be a part of something like that, I think maybe invention and building is possibly a valuable thing. And maybe the goal isn't to actually make something good, but kind of you're the guinea pig of how things might be working. You know, what is that crash burn rate? How much money are you willing to lose and spend if it's not your own lose for somebody else. So then I was trying to think, okay, well, what businesses have always invested first in the hopes to make money later and with a potential possibility of never actually making money? And I was thinking, well, bands, a lot of record labels put a lot of money into artists that never connect with an audience. And movies, that people put a lot of money into movies that never actually sell tickets and nobody cares about it and it's just a flash in a pan uh video games is kind of coming into that realm of potential failures but you spend tons of money making it uh books i would say it's kind of in that category but you really don't need to lose a lot of money on a book except that a lot of publishers will print a lot of copies to get the cheapest price possible per book i don't know i feel like a book losing money is pretty avoidable um, buildings are something that you feel pretty stable that your investment's always going to be worth something because you've bought it possibly in the right location. Your building's probably be there for a hundred years or something like that. But you also still never know. The real estate market does crash. So that's kind of like a middle road one is real estate. I, I think my main thought of why I was thinking about this was how long are you willing to either lose time or lose money building on something that is possibly a great idea, but it's possibly a great idea 20 years from now. So being patient and having to wait. Also, what is worth getting investors for and spending money, spending someone else's money and losing it? Are they... Is that just kind of the name of the game and that's how it is? And if you are an investor, would it actually be more beneficial to think of a company as if you want to invest in this company, you have to work here because you're probably never going to get back your investment money. Whereas if you gave yourself a position in the company and got paid and was kind of a part of the whole ecosystem of the revenues and the debits and the whole thing whereas you were maybe you made a hundred thousand dollars a year off of your investment but you were kind of trading your time for money you know I think thinking about businesses and being an investor and trying to get dividends you know what is actually 
good. And I'm thinking about this more so in, in startups. I know a lot of people can invest in a laundromat or a Mexican restaurant or a lot of different things that are just kind of, they make money no matter what, because decades and decades, certain businesses have survived and they probably will survive a lot longer. So grocery stores, but there are some of those types of businesses that do go out of business. I'm mainly thinking of startups and new ideas and what's a realistic approach to an idea never actually making a profit, but actually just being sustainable and creating its own little ecosystem of a product that's valuable and a team of people that run that business and they all get paid. And that's pretty much the end of the road. It's just kind of a little ecosystem. That's the only thing I can, I don't know how else, I feel like I could think of a better word, but we'll just go with that for now. That's what's on my mind today. I think I had... I saw an article about Quibi. So Quibi was the short form vertical video, kind of like a Netflix where they're making original content. So it was supposed to be like a short five minute episode that was a high quality episode. So great writers shot well with movie stars or TV stars. And they can't figure out how it failed. So Quibi was a service that they were going to charge $4.99 a month to watch their original content. And they estimated a subscriber base of $7 million after the first year. And they launched in 2020. So they, they basically shut down the whole company within six months' time. They only got 500,000 people to subscribe to their service. So they raised $1.75 billion before they launched. And they had Disney, Comcast, and AT&T as investors. And they decided to close it six months into the project with only 500,000 subscribers. And they had $300 million cash left in their reserves. So they decided to return that money to the investors to be nice. I don't know. I feel like there could have been something left to do, but they feel like they failed because their model was about going to work fast or being in a waiting room and needing a quick, fast show because you're on the go so fast. And since nobody was on the go, nobody needed a quick, short show. But the one thing that I think that they're not realizing that nobody wants polished crap anymore everyone wants unique even if it's like homemade like if somebody makes a tv show in their bedroom people would rather have that and have the authenticity of no gatekeepers and they can watch a show that's just a creative person made people want that right now over wanting the same old Hollywood people writing the same old Hollywood scripts, taking zero chances, doing the same thing over and over again. That's that's over. That's like the thing that they did not grasp. And that's just my opinion. I can be wrong. That's my take on the Quibi failure. Everything is happening so fast right now. I think I'm not shocked that they shut down in six months. I think it's someone was smart that did that. But I also feel like they could have had one last chance. They could have done, they could have tried something. They built the, they built the system. Maybe they can sell the technology that they built to someone else and maybe make money in that way. 
because I feel like there's there's something they can do. Anyway, I'm learning a lot, I'm doing a lot of stuff, and just having a fun over here working. So hope you're having a good day. Thanks for listening on iTunes or Spotify or checking out the show on YouTube. And I hope I'll see you later. All right, thanks. I still don't know how to end the show, so I'm just going to play the music.